was Larry Fleet and Zach Williams. This too shall pass. Good evening and welcome everyone. This is Nick Knacks. And tonight you're listening to For Our Children. I'm honored and very blessed to have with us tonight Flightworks Mary. How are you doing tonight, sister? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I was blessed. We got some really good sunshine and almost hit 70 degrees here in South Carolina. So wow, it was a joyous, yeah. blessed day. I was able to get a lot of stuff done outside. So I was happy, but nice. thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank this kind of was a God inspired thing and I'm just so blessed to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of a whirlwind how this happened today, but I suppose you're right. It's a God thing. So 
Yes, well, and that's exactly what I, I, you know, God kind of put it on my heart to do this. And people had been telling me I needed to do a show. And Chris had been one of them, or my Chris had been one of them, been on me. And then when we were, you know, I, I did start it. And I always said, okay, God, this is all on you. This isn't me. Just tell me the way you want to go. And then when we were going through Isaiah, and I'm going to read that um, okay. for those that weren't here. And I just actually got it posted. So a lot that... I normally get it posted sooner, but like I said, it was sunny. And so I got a lot of clothes hung on the line and dried in like record time because we had that warm wind. So it was nice. But um, I was glad to have you here this morning, too. And for y'all that don't know, um, before we get started and jump in, Flightworks Mary, um, I met her first at Bards Fest, and it was it was wonderful. I met a lot of people at Bards Fest, but she was one of the ones. Um, there were several that stuck out, but... We were so busy that I really didn't have much time to really get to know anyone, but you were one of them that stuck out to me. And she's got a show on that's wonderful. And I'm going to let you um, talk to everyone and kind of tell them about your show. I've, I've not got to be there live a lot, but the ones I've caught live and, and been there for have been wonderful. And then I catch them later. And that's kind of how my life's been lately is catch everything after the recording, after the live. But Tell everybody what you're doing, you and Ron both. Y'all are doing yeah. wonderful work. Yes. So uh, Ron and I and his uh, co-worker, his boss, Mike, his friend, uh, Burke, um, is where three of us are doing it together. Uh, Ron is the host, and then Mike and I are uh, the supporters there for co-hosting. But um, as far as you, you know, we really enjoyed having you on, Nikki. I mean, that was pretty amazing when you filled in that day for us too. So um, we really would love to have you back again. But um, so the the podcast is called This is an Official Godcast. And it's um, the format of the show is basically uh, we allow people to come on and share their testimony of their relationship with Christ, either how they got there or, you know, what where they are right now, um, all with the focus on uh, their relationship with God. And we allow for some prayer time, and then we actually open up the call lines for people to accept salvation. And so uh, we run through Romans 10, 9 with them, and we just give them the space to be able to accept Christ in, uh, you know, in a, a way that they're going to out loud accept the Lord. So um, we do that and we uh, close out with some prayer as well. But um, mainly it's, we want to just allow people the space to share their story of God or God's story with them, I should say. So we've gone, I think we're on our ninth episode this coming this Friday, and we're going to have Ezra Snow. Um, you, Most of you guys might know him as Ezra Snow. It's Thomas Chanley. And so he's going to come on and share his story on Friday. So that's pretty exciting. So you don't want to miss it because going to be pretty awesome that's awesome and i love that y'all are doing that that you know you do the prayer um request at the end and then the salvation and that's just it's beautiful and wonderful and something completely different that you know nobody else is doing and i i really love that i love that you're doing that and that's that truly shows you know a calling um and so I think it's very beautiful, very wonderful what y'all are doing. And I'm sorry, I did not mean to leave him out. 
the three oh, no. musketeers. Yes. You three, three musketeers. Yeah. Two guys and one lady. I mean, and girl, yes. and you're doing it all and you're doing it all from the state of Minnesota. Yes, I'm so, in Minnesota. Those guys are in Michigan. Yeah. So, and tonight's, you know, our topic, you know, um, I talked about it on the transgender episode. For those that don't know, you can go back and listen to that. We discussed some of the uh, the states, and Minnesota is like one of the number one um, trans pro trans state, and they're actually trying to do a trans refuge bill. So, I mean. Girl, for you to be doing all that you're doing and still maintaining your sanity and being in the state that you're in, I don't understand how some people do it. I am, God knew that my stress level couldn't handle the other places. So he placed me in South Carolina to where even what our governor says, our, our county and our cities can override our governor, which is right. nice, you know. But y'all've got a lot of good things going on there too. You know, it's not all bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the experience living up here. We've um, just had uh, through this last uh, selection, we've had um, our both our House and our Senate now are in the same control. So um, they passed uh, an abortion bill that uh, a lot of us are not happy about. So it's challenging, but you know, I f I'm a lot of a big part of me wants to run away, but you know. I think that there is something to be said about being a light in a dark place. And so um, I just want to, I just want to go where the Lord wants me to be. So, you know, if he wants me to move at some point, then I guess I'll move. But um, for right now, it seems to be working. So that's, I mean, that's great. And that's why he does. He puts us in different places like, um, like with Sean, uh, M.A. Patriot, you know, he's up in Massachusetts. And that's one of the states, you know, he can't even have a gun. Maybe a yeah. slingshot. He's kind of like Val up there. She gets a little small billy bat. He gets a slingshot. and <laughs> Yeah, we can have a firearm here. So that's, that's one. Yeah, that's a plus. But I think, you know, you're right. God puts us exactly where we're needed for a time and place. And, and he knows exactly what we're doing, what he's doing. We may not know. Just like today with that um, passage, uh, we were discussing Isaiah, it was what, 29, 16. Yes. Um, and we we're talking about, it says, you you turn things around. Shall the potter be considered as, a, as equal with the clay? That what is made should not say to its maker, he did not make me. Or what is for him? Say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. Continuing into 17. Um, and I'm going to just read out the rest of Isaiah uh, 29. So it'll be a total of 16 to 24. It is not yet just a little while before Lebanon will be turned into a fertile field. And the fertile field will be considered as a forest. And on that day, the deaf shall hear words of a book. And out of their gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. The afflicted also shall increase their gladness in the Lord, and the needy of mankind shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless will come to an end, and the scorner will be finished. Indeed, all who are intent on doing evil will be cut off, who cause a person to, in to be indicted by a word and ensnare him who educates at the gate. 
and defraud the one in the right with meaningless arguments. Therefore, thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, nor shall his face now turn pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. Indeed, they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. And those who are heir in mind will know the truth and those who criticize will accept instruction. So we were discussing that today and you had specifically, you know, it, it really struck a, a, a moment with you. I think it was kind of one of those God moments that something had hit you. And we were talking about how uh, male and females, you know, the creator creates us the way that he intends, not how we want to be. We don't change just because we think we want to be that. Just like, right. um, you know, the clay can't sit there and say that they're the same as the potter, just like we can't say we're the same as God or even Jesus because right. though we try to be like him, we're, we're not either. Right. Exactly. That's, you know, and it's kind of interesting when I was in on the, the program today, I was, I was working. So I just, just wanted to just listen. And that, like you said, it just struck me. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, I, I felt like I, I just needed to, to kind of chime in about it, but it was like, totally had hit my heart. And then I, I, I don't know if, it, if we kind of went down a different track that you wanted to, but, you know, I guess maybe God just kind of wanted a different, you know, way for me to engage, I guess. But yeah, totally was a, a God moment this afternoon. I so appreciate your show <laughs> and reading the Bible and um, it was pretty awesome. Well, you know, I, I want to be able to get back and I, I love when I was driving or working and, and doing things. I like, that's when I like to be able to listen and truly like listen because, you know, some of the same tasks are automatic and, even like with farming, it's such an automatic task, which is exactly how the goose got me in the eye the other day. But, right. you know, I like to be able to turn that on. And so I was like, well, you know, scripture is something that everybody needs to hear. And I have, I've listened to a lot of audio scripture and stuff like that. And I, I enjoy it. So uh, that that's my way to give back. And I love that, you know, it's able to help and bring whoever it may bring in. Um, to Christ and just be able to, you know, be able to worship together. You know, it's amazing that the internet, which, you know, they created it for whatever purpose, we're able to use it still for good. You know, it's right. not bad and we're able to, to get out some good stuff, you know, and. Yeah. What the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. So that's a perfect example. Yes, it sure is. So when I was talking about transgender and, you know, we've got a lot. I can't think of any house that has not at least had the topic come up, um, whether it's someone in the home with a transgender child or it's someone in the family or it's 
something, you know, they've heard in their community, whether it's with churches and churches are really ticking me off right now. And I'm going to say that the most Christianly way I can, but there's a lot of them that are just really catering to it. And I think it really started with the gay community, the acceptance of, oh, well, we have to love and, and be accepting and we're not supposed to judge. But yet, if you truly read the word and understand the scripture, then you see that while we aren't to be the, the judgment call and, and maker, we are to still, if there's like someone like, say I'm doing something wrong and it's been, there's been a few, just a couple times that I've ever done something wrong in my life. I mean, you know, I, I've done, you know, I've been that straight enough, not really. Um, so <laughs> probably the, you know, God uses, uses the least likely of us. And I'm probably like, yeah. the, I'm kind of like, not really, I'm not a murderer or nothing, but I've done my share of bad things. And, you know, so well, but, you know, Bible, if, if I'm doing something wrong, even now, you know, if two people come to me, then obviously one person sees it, the other person sees it, then there's some, that's where it's called in the Bible. I can't tell you what, what verses it is, but it's in there. I know it's in scripture. I've read it somewhere in there. So where two go with them and then, you know, they tell them that they're wrong and, and try to change. And that's why three went with Job. I went to talk to Job, three of his friends. Because you got to have at least two, but you know we are to to help correct the sins. You know it's not right. like we're supposed to keep doing. It. If we know those sins are wrong, then we're not supposed to keep doing those sins right. as best that we can. You know we try to do our best, and I think that's in Matthew where maybe he talks about if your brother sins against you go into him like personally like start out with one-on-one -on -one, and if that doesn't work you bring a couple other people with you and if that doesn't work then you you take it to the church um so god has a you know a specific way of um he just doesn't want sin to just slide by you know right so that's cheap grace is what they might call that in some circles yeah i like the that's a much better way to say that um, yeah. hypocritical or just, you know, I don't know. I think it's a lot of mediocre Christians and I, I, I don't use that word loosely at all. Uh, like I've never probably really said it maybe a handful of times if that, but it's a privilege for us to have a Bible and to be able to open that Bible and read that Bible. And Many people don't, they don't understand that. And I mean, Christians especially are some of the worst ones. I was turned, I, I was a Baptist, a Southern Baptist. Um, as a child, I was raised that way. And, but the more, when I became a teen, and I think that's where a lot of teens seem to, to go astray, is they mimic what they see and right. and that's you know the problem where we're at today with with everything going on with our children is that they mimic what they see and if they don't see their parents you know opening and using the bible well they're not going to open and use the bible yes. and when you try to teach them things they're going to be well i had an example today specifically a friend of mine's son which is why i miss bended knee i was I was on the phone like most of the day but her son 
um, was, you know, fussing that he was bored. He's uh, seven now, I believe. I may be incorrect. He may be six. He's six or seven. Um, but he was saying he was bored and she was telling him he could go read. And I was like, he was saying, oh, I don't want to read. Reading is boring. And she was just telling him he'd go read the Bible. And, you know, at that point, you know, unfortunately they do read the Bible, but they have gotten to a place to where they've been so busy and their habits of their normal family prayer time that they sat down and they would, I mean, they did really well. They, they really did would sit down and, and discuss and read and, and go over the Bible. Well, he stopped seeing that. So he's like, well, why do I need to do that? Uh, Jeff, give us the scripture verse, Matthew 18, 15 through 20. Thanks I knew so it was somewhere. Yeah. That Matthew, he holds a lot of, a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> and then there's also Deuteronomy nineteen fifteen Insidious. I think Insidious got him first. She's fast. Yeah. He did say 18, Matthew 18 first, but she got him. Uh, yeah. Deuteronomy nineteen fifteen. One witness shall not rise up against a man for any inequity or for any sin, and any sin that he sinneth at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. So you can't just automatically say that somebody's sinning, but if somebody else is saying it, you know, or, or, or you know, seeing it, and you're seeing it, then it's not... Mm -hmm. I guess that prevents like jealousy or the envy or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, too, it kind of, um, I, th I think of it as if you're in a sinful situation and someone calls you out on it, it, I think people are maybe more able to come back from that if they're maybe approached on a more personal level first rather than just being called out in front of 100 people. You know, that might yeah. actually turn somebody away you know, from the whole thing. So I think um, God was a genius or is a genius. Yes. <laughs> he figures, figures out these right way to do things, you know, so. Yeah, he does all the time. Like, and like with this, like we were talking today, this is even applicable now to, to these situations, like with our children and stuff. And right, exactly. And, and with the churches, and so like I was saying with that, you know, we, um, the churches became too focused on battling each other and being the better Christian, if there is such a thing. I don't yeah. believe there is, and many don't, but that's what I saw myself and witnessed, and that's what kind of turned me away. Those were all, you know out there fussing and preaching and then battling each other. And it's like, well, you're doing exactly the opposite of what you're saying here. You know, you're not, your actions aren't speaking like your words. Right. right. And, and that's where by accepting that it progressed into accepting even more. And now I was horrified at, um, when I saw, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I quit watching it uh, years ago. I realized, as an Atlanta Falcon fan, you realize that it's rigged because, you know, you, you can't seem to get, you know, keep getting to Super Bowls and not winning. It's not statistically possible. Yes. Yes. So it's like, right. yeah, guys, the jig's up. Come on. You you, you should have <laughs> let one slide through. Right. right. 
But it was bad, you know, and Rihanna's flaunting out the uh, control mines shirt yeah. with the upside down cross. And, and so that's what our children are seeing. Our children are seeing that. They're seeing the being told that they can uh, be whatever they want to be. Um, and, and if you speak out against it, then you're attacked like a um, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith in Mississippi and uh, Senator Lesko. Lesko is in Arizona. Debbie Lesko. Um, she's also Republican. Well, they've entered a um, bill into the legislation to have a women's bill of rights to make it where... Um, transgender can't compete the men can't compete with the women and it's it's sad that you know it's got to that point that we have to have that but i know right like why is that even a thing it's just crazy town yeah see i was reading the very first line of this bill of rights and it says whereas males and females possess unique and immutable biological differences that manifest prior to birth and increase as they age and experience puberty whereas biological differences between the sexes mean that only females are able to get pregnant give birth and breastfeed children whereas biological differences between the sexes mean that they, that males are on average bigger stronger and faster than females Whereas biological differences between the sexes leave females more physically vulnerable than males to specific forms of violence, including sexual violence. Right. Whereas females have historically suffered from discrimination in education, athletics, and employment. Whereas, and I mean, it just continues on and on. I'm like, you're having to sit there and it's, they're having to, to affirm that the purpose of this law is that a person's sex is defined as his or her biological sex, either male or female at birth. Yeah. And it's like, why do we have to waste time and money on things like this? If, you know, I mean, that's just. Well, I can't even believe that how far it's come. I mean, in our family, I mean, I don't know if, if may, many of you, if you've listened to my testimony on the Godcast, you have, you know that we're dealing with it in our family. And uh, we were in 2012 when I found out about this. And so in just that period of time, that's 10 years, I can't believe how far we have gone in this whole thing, you know. So, but my son's older, he's, uh, he's 31. So I have, I have two kids, but um, he's my youngest and he's 31. So it's a little different even uh, different kind of package to deal with when it's an adult child, you know, because. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, you don't have any control. control. You know, you know, raise you them the control. best that you can, then they get out there and society's able to manipulate them. And, you know, then you're like, well, you're kind of helpless. Yeah. In a way. So how have you adjusted with that? How have you dealt with that? Well, when this, uh, first came up and I did talk a little briefly about it in my testimony, but at that time I felt like I didn't really want to expound on that too much because really I wanted to talk about God's story in my life and that that's his testimony to tell at some point because I'm convinced God is working in it anyway. 
um, through this whole thing. So, but in this case, you know, I feel, I feel okay to talk about how the whole thing has affected our family. And I'll tell you what, it blew up our family, totally blew us up. And, uh, I had come from uh, a situation in our church family where we had um, left a denomination that had uh, allowed gay clergy. And so our whole uh, church and leadership kind of stepped up and away from that. And so I, you know, there's different things that come along in your life where you feel like I'm going to stand for truth and this is my conviction and this is what I believe and I know that I'm going to stand strong in, in every situation. But I'll tell you what, when it actually comes and knocking on your back door, it's a whole new way of thinking about things. And I felt like God was saying to me, you have said that you can love the sinner but hate the sin, but I'm going to show you what that really means. And to be honest, with everything that has we've gone through, in all of it, in the end of it, I feel like I'm able to, um, like he's taught me a lot about how to really love somebody, you know. And many times, like when um, my son's name is Patrick, we already shared that in the other group, but um, when this kind of came out when it was uh, in the beginning, he just didn't really, it wasn't so much out in the open as far as him. But um, later on, as years went by, I'm thinking, I'm hoping he's just gonna, this is gonna fade out, but it just got stronger and stronger. And when it got to the point where he really wanted to be more out about it, we had a discussion and I, you know, of course I tell him I love him. You know, I love him. I'm always going to love him. But I, I told him, I said, but I don't have to be okay with this. And I still feel that way, that I don't have to be okay with it. And, but he, um, you know, I can't say how he feels, but what happened was, is that translated to him as rejection. And for a while, I couldn't really like understand that like why can't you you know why can't you understand that I can love you but not be okay with what you're doing and it just kind of occurred to me because um first of all my son he's he's like I said I don't know his heart completely but from what I can see he's not saved at this point and so that's Jesus love right there that is like the whole drills down to the explanation of how Jesus loves. He loves us despite our sin, right? And so Patrick doesn't understand that because he doesn't have Jesus. So getting that my mind wrapped around that has helped me a lot in our family because all the stuff that's going on on the outside where he's thinking he's this, you know, girl or, you know, whatever he's wanting to make himself into, it's all this on the outside and, but it really matters on the inside and that he doesn't have a relationship with Jesus right now. And that is the core thing because even if he decided tomorrow, oh man, I was totally wrong about all this and 
I, I, you know, you're right. And this was crazy. And I am a boy or, you know, whatever that in the end, in eternity, that's not going to matter. What matters is if he is, has accepted Christ. So that's what I pray for. And that's what I have prayed for him his whole life. And more so even when he got to be in a little bit older teenager, you know, dealing with some, you know, tough times that I prayed the whatever it takes prayer over him for so many years. And even just recently, I was thinking, okay, Lord, is this the whatever it takes? If it is, you know, your will be done in it. So I keep, I keep praying over him. I keep, I keep loving on him. Now he doesn't want to have a relationship with me anymore. I haven't talked, talked with him since, uh, Mother's Day of 2021. Um, And I think that kind of happened. He kind of jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, my other son with the whole thing with, uh, you know, the jab and everything, the whole, they're not, they don't want a relationship with me. So I think now he finds it a little bit safer to kind of exit from my life because now he can, they're all supportive of it. So, um, so he's not really, in my life right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to pray for him. I'm not going to, I reach out to him often, send him texts. I never hear anything back. Um, But I know that God sees everything that's going on, right? And so I just keep, I keep praying over it. And God keeps teaching me more and more about how to really love people, despite all of this. And you don't have to say it's okay. You don't have to say, you know, you don't have to be okay with sin to love somebody who is in a situation. And, um, you know, it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Period. You're so, you so, know, you're so right. I, I kind of just got lost on what you were saying there because you were just so right. And, I'm amazed, you know, because you just as as easily as you breathe air just said that as, you know, you could just love. And some people do have a hard time um, accepting that others can just love and have that pure love um, and, and just, you know, simply say, well, you know what? That's something that's bad, but that's not you. And I love you regardless. You know, some people, myself, I had to work up to be able to get to that point. But as a mom, I, I give you props because it, it is it is really hard when it hits close to home with your children. We can say all kinds of things all day long and try to judge others and say we do this or we do that or we do this. But when it comes down to it, you don't know really until you're in that situation. And I would have never dreamed in a million years that I would, at times I would be like, really? I can't even believe this is happening. Like, is this for real? Because he wasn't ever like a kid where he was kind of feminine or anything. Like he was a boy's boy, boy, like all growing up. And so this wasn't anything that was even on our radar, you know, and, but his dad has been, he died in 2005. So that's a whole other aspect to this too, that, um, you know, you kind of think what would happen if he was still here. But 
it's like, I would have never thought, like, this isn't anything I would ever thought of happening. But, okay, now what? What are we going to do about it, you know? And during this whole time, too, you know, God was still working in my heart. He's still, he's working in my heart today. There's things today that I I might think are okay, and tomorrow he's going to say, no, that's not okay, <laughs> you know? Funny how he does that, right? He's just like, yep, nope, right. we're going to go this way now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's very honorable. Um, we've had a situation with my husband and that's where I kind of kicked myself in the butt in the beginning. I've, I've talked about it kind of here and there with my husband's cousin. It's his first cousin. So his mom's sister's son, he, they grew up together, both born in the seventies. I'm not going to call them out by specific, but they were both born in the seventies and, mm -hmm. um, you know, grew up guy guys, 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 both of them, both of them are car guys, both of them panters. And mm -hmm. in 2017, eight, no, I think it was 17, 16, 17. I, I don't remember exactly which one because we were going into the new year's and I thought it was a new year's joke. Like he had lost a bet or something with a prank or something. He started slowly, gradually dressing like a woman Mm -hmm. and he's married and has a child. And, and so we're just like, what's going on? And it turned out that he was doing this. And then told my husband that he was doing this to advance his career because of what's in right now. As a transgender painter, he gets more of a name out there, makes better money. And I mean, dude, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> but you sold your soul. For, for what? Pennies on the dollar. The, where are you going to take it? You don't take it with you when you're gone. And he's still with a woman. Yeah, Not that's the me. other thing. My my son has a girlfriend. Now wrap yourself around that. Okay, see, I was going to ask, but I didn't want to be rude. And oh, uh, okay. you'd already shared so much that point. I was like, no. The one time Nikki's like, mm, I'm gonna, I, I can bite my tongue sometimes. So just so everybody in here knows, I can bite my tongue. But you're experiencing yeah, I, that. So have you, have, did you ask the question why? Yeah, and you don't have to answer anything you don't feel comfortable answering. You can tell me, can we skip that? <laughs> Make a buzz sound. I mean, we, we'll go to the next question. You know, there was a time during, you know, like I said, I've been dealing with this in for a little over 10 years in our family. There was a time where this was like, I am not talking about this to anybody. Like, there, I, I even thought just to be totally vulnerable and upfront, the first thing I thought was, why couldn't he just be gay? Because, yeah, you know, like, because it, this affects everyone else in the family, you know, because we're all expected to make a change in how we refer to him, you know, all these things. Whereas, you know, if he was having his own lifestyle, that would be his own deal. But that... That was a, I've since not, God has corrected me in that quite a bit <laughs> over the years. But that was my first reaction was, man, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this to anybody. So it's, it's kind of been only fairly recently in the last few years that I've um, talked about it. Um, 
I can't imagine. I, just I really, I really can't because, and I think that's kind of what his aunt was going through. She, bless her, uh, I, she is a wonderful mom. And it's not like with you. I'm certain of it. Having met you, and you're not fake. You, you are, you're who you are, and you're God, who God made you to be, and you accept that, and you love that, and I love that you are like that. That's how I try to be as well, you know. I, mm -hmm. God made me this way. This is how He wanted me. This is how I am. You know, you don't pretend, but and she doesn't either. She didn't. She does one of those not pretending kind of plastic people but she accepted you know she didn't want to lose her son and so it was to the point that where she felt like she was going to lose her son if she stood against it and i mean this comes from a christian family as well not um maybe not going to church every sunday not open in the bible all the time not not that you know but they they are saved and they do know jesus and what they do in their private time is what they do, you know, as far as if they pray or if they worship or whatever, because I don't feel like anyone needs a building to worship father at all. Right. So, you know, they can, I worship, I don't go to church on Sundays at a physical location, but I'm always worshiping father every, you know, every day. So, yeah, yeah. you know, some, I don't want somebody to assume things like that about me and, you know, so I'm not going to do that to them, but sure she was one that accepted it and so it was able to continue and i feel like you know if somebody would have and he was an adult too so i mean it was he was already married children been gone you know i mean he's mm -hmm. in his right. 40s right now so it's like yeah and kind of like you know it said be better if they were gay but they're not even gay like they're still with women they're still men well with women. yeah they're that's biologically I, still attracted to the same sex so why and i, I can't figure it out it's 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 the the fit in and a lot of it is acceptance maybe or i don't well, know I, I can't wrap my head around it either i think um i was talking about this with someone the other day that you know he he was bullied a lot in school for other reasons and um he had gotten with a group of kids and, you know, a lot of dominoes kind of were put up, you know, that, you know, we had a divorce in our family, we had a death, we had, you know, all these different things that had happened. And, um, but he ended up with a group of kids. And like I said, I don't, I tread a little lightly on this because I, I don't want to speak for him because like I said, I am convinced that there's a testimony in the making with my son. So I don't want to speak for him, but I, I want to say what I've just observed is that he, he had a group of friends that, um, you know, he's being bullied a lot and, but he had this group of friends who are kind of outsiders around the fringe and um, he felt accepted there. And, and then it was kind of, I think, kind of cool in their group that this was, he was being this way. So you know, I don't know. There's a lot of factors and, you know, the enemy plays a huge role, obviously, in it too. But yeah, I think um, the aspect of wanting to fit in is a huge part of it, which I'm so glad I don't fit into anything. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to fit in. Square peg, round hole. I don't fit in. 
<laughs> but that's right. the way God right. made us. He He didn't make us to fit in. He made us all to be uniquely, wonderfully different. And and that's what's beautiful about the world is that all together, I was just talking about it today about how there's so many different of us with like so many different talents and gifts, like with the Bards Fest room, you know, we're talking about the volunteers and everything with that on Telegram. And Sarah had brought up, our mod Sarah had brought up about how we've, we got so much talent here. And I was like, yes, look at what God brought together. That's amazing, yeah. you know, and with your really son. Nice. Yeah. And all of us, there's a story that God is working on inside of all of us. Multiple stories, many chapters, right. you know, and a very large, thick book, you know. When you mentioned something about um, the creation, um, it I'll just tell you why that struck me about when you read in Isaiah today, is that um, my other son is an artist, and... And Patrick is pretty creative too, but um, my other son is a full-on artist. And um, I often thought about different scenarios, how I would uh, talk to both of them about this or my feelings or why I feel the way that I do about, you know, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And and I I thought about bringing this up to them in this way because of the artist's background is that um, what would you think, like this would be me, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him about this, but, um, you know, what would you think if you made this beautiful painting, okay, and you put it up in a gallery, and someone came, and you're so proud of this painting, it took you, it took you almost your whole lifetime to make it, right, and someone came in to visit the gallery, and they decided, you know what? I don't really like how that looks. And so they took out their spray can of paint and they just decided they were just going to spray paint all over it because it wasn't beautiful to them. It was more beautiful how they wanted it to be. How would you feel being the artist who made that painting? Well, that's God. That's how God feels. You know, he's made us beautiful. And and for the purpose that he has intended each one of us and that he's the the master potter, right? So how would he feel if that happened? So I think that's for some people who maybe are trying to find ways to talk to people about that. Um, I think that's a good analogy that maybe people can break it down that way and think, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I would be kind of upset. <laughs> you know, That is. Tam said it's a, a powerful. And she said, oh, that's powerful. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, wow. Boom. Yeah. yeah. That's what struck me about the scripture is I was remembering thinking about that. Um, It's, it's crazy and good how God just <laughs> opens up things in you, you know? So. It is. It surely is. Well, girl, I, I know that you've got to, to hop off right at eight. So 
I appreciate you sharing everything. And I've got, um, as you heard this morning, I found this up. Well, I found, I was at the thrift store. I bought the fun facts about the Bible. You never knew book. And I found a page that's multiple choice. And I know I've got our trivia girl on the line. So I'm going to let you have a chance to answer as well. So gosh, y'all better be quick because she's going to be able to talk. I'll read the question. She hasn't heard this. Okay. We've got 10 questions. I'll read the questions. Um, they're multiple choice, A, B, or C. And we will see who could beat her buzzing queen, trivia queen, Mary. Y'all ready? Wow. Oh, man, I'm in the under pressure now. Oh, you are. Like, me and you are both the trivia ones. And, and so I was like, I saw this book, oh. and I had to grab it. And then I saw that there was quizzes, and it was like, oh, this is oh, going to be fun. Thank you, God. I appreciate <laughs> this. Jeff's already answering C. Uh, it's going to yeah, be right. hilarious if it's right. So, Jesus, that's the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah, that's always the answer, right? <laughs> All right, so the name of this section is called Follow Me. Multiple choice. First question. Jesus first found him fishing in the Sea of Galilee. A, Matthew. B, Andrew. C, Judas. And Can I say it? Sure, whoever can go first. Andrew. Yeah. It was Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, you and Kenny to care were both about the same time. <laughs> Yep, you can say it out if you know okay. it. Okay. As right. soon as I finish reading the last multiple choice answer, it's on. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is Andrew, and that's from Matthew 4.18. Okay. All right, second question. He and his brother left their father to follow Jesus. A, Andrew. B, James. C, Thomas. James. Yes. Sure is. That is James from Matthew 4.22. Guys, y'all got to be fast. She is so quick. <laughs> well, I do have an advantage because I don't have to type. Yeah. She, yeah that, that is a huge that handicap. That's better, right? Yes. All right. Question three. Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Matthew A. James B. Peter C. Peter. Yes. Kitty to Karen was right behind you, though. And that was uh, from Matthew 4, 15. <laughs> Ron, you and beat her if she was typing. He's so right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question four. Jesus called him away from his job at the tax collector's booth. Matthew. Yeah. I was wondering if I really even needed to give the answers on that one. <laughs> Okay, I'll he answer the next to one by typing. Jesus on the water. A. Bartholomew. B. Peter. C. John. I typed it this time. <laughs> you Just did to be type fair. It. <laughs> Just to be fair. And it was Peter. <laughs> I didn't see which one of y'all got in there faster, though. Y'all both fast. Okay, so we're going to do the typing now. I'll no, be watching I'll the chat no. quicker. <laughs> All right. Yes, that was Peter uh, from Matthew 14, 29. Question six. This one gave Jesus a kiss, but didn't do it out of love. A, Judas. B, Judas Iscariot. C, Thomas. 
All right, I got two Judases here, but I uh, I need to know which Judas. Do you want A, Judas, or Judas Iscariot, B? Yes. Mary got it. <laughs> oh, she's, she's pretty quick typing, too. Yeah, but I don't spell anything right. <laughs> <laughs> Ido is not our friend anyway. So, I mean, it's got its own program, program stuff. I know. Uh, All right. Next one. Number seven. Jesus gave him to Mary, his mother, before he died. Peter, A. B is James. C is John. Yes, John. And that comes from John 19, 20 through 27. Y'all are like super duper fast. I felt my next trivia, other trivia sister there. Kitty to Karen's pretty quick. I know. Too. She's, she's really quick. Yeah. All right. So we got three more questions. Question eight. He put his hand in Jesus' side after the resurrection. A. Thomas. B. John. C. Peter. Ooh. Yeah, Kitty Kara got you this time, Mary. Yeah, she did. That was Thomas from John twenty twenty seven. She was quick. Nine. He had an early breakfast with Peter, Thomas, James, and John. Jesus cooked. A. Andrew. B. Philip. C. Nathaniel. Yes. And I don't like the ALs because I always want to say I'm wrong. That's from John uh, 21 to Nathan. Nail. Yeah, Nathaniel. Yeah, I, I did it short. I cheated. <laughs> I could have just said Nate. Right, Nate. <laughs> I know a Nate. You guys are going to know a Nate when, on the Godcast here in a few weeks, too. Yeah. And this week's, uh, that's going to be a good. I, yeah. Ezra has been a wonderful brother. I have not met him in person yet, but he's my northern neighbor, so it's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's not too far from me, so it was pretty cool. I was like, hey, yeah. that's going to be awesome. Yes. All right, last question. Y'all ready? Ready. Hands on the typers. Because <laughs> I don't know what kind of typer you're on, if you're on the laptop or mobile. All right, he baptized an Ethiopian he met on the road. A, Philip, B, Simon, C, Thomas. Yes, Philip. Bonus points if you can name the, the passage that it come from. Hmm. I want to say Philippians. That's the only thing I think uh, that came from Acts eight thirty eight. Well, that was fun. See, I'm loving this book. I'm gonna like be done through it in no time, and then I'll have to send it to somebody. That's awesome. it's great. Yeah, it gives you something to just kind of think about and be like, okay, well, let's break it up. You know, break right. it up. Right. 
if I could just say one quick thing is um, I just want everybody to know that I really try to be respectful of my son too. And um, you know, what he's going through that, you know, he's, he's a tortured soul. I mean, the enemy is really working in him. And so he's not in a, a good place, you know, and he's not completely whole and happy. And so I, I do want to be respectful of him and, and how I engage in talking about this, what's going on in the family. So I, I really hope that I have, and I just want to apologize, Lord, if I've said anything out of turn that I shouldn't. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed coming on here and just being open about it and talking about it. So. Yes. Thank you thank so you. much for, for coming on. And I, I think that you presented everything in a very factual and loving and a pleasing way to Jesus. You know, it is, it's very difficult. Karen saying the struggles real. it is. And, you know, to not be judgmental while still, you know, being a mom and being Christ-like, you, you did very well. And I think that you were, were wonderful in the way that you presented, um, you know, the information about your son and your family and, and what you've gone through to where, you know, his story is still his. Um, right. It's not, you know, it's not yours, but at the same time, you're kind of the creator of that, you know, book that he's writing, you know, so. Yeah. You got rights to be the editor as well. <laughs> yeah. You know? I keep saying this is the before of the after. That's how I envision it. It's, you know, like extreme ma home makeover. <laughs> this is like the, the before of the after. What's happening? There you go. That's, all, that's a great way to look at it. You know, you're just in that one little section right there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, thank Mary, you. for being on. I know you've got to go, so we're going to go ahead and pray. Um, if there's any prayer there. requests, okay. guys, drop them in there in the um, live chat so that way we could pray. It will be said and prayed over by all of us, and it will be live. So um, just make sure. Okay. I've got an unspoken prayer here. I'm going to mute and give y'all just a second, and I uh, will be right. All right, I've got those. If we got any, don't have any more, we'll go ahead and just pray. Uh-oh, okay. Anybody got any other prayer request? 
speak now or or type now or forever hold your prayer till you get online and then we'll just still pray for you then too. All right, as long as you're not driving, if you'll buy your hats and close your eyes. If you're driving, don't, please don't wreck. Uh, Father God will be okay, I'm sure, with you driving and keeping your eyes open. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time and ability to gather here together. And for Mary, for being open and it being very humble and sharing her, her story about her family and her son and what she's been going through. Father, we know this is a sensitive topic with so many as, as our children are, are just beautiful, perfect gifts that you give us. And we try to love and nurture them as best as we can for the time that we have them. But when they get off into adulthood, they are their own person. And Father, we just pray for them that that they go down the right paths and that they follow you. And at times when they stumble and they don't, Father, we know that, as Mary said, you know, you're still writing their story and you're still working through them. So, Father, we pray for Patrick and and for both of her sons just to, to lift them up and to be with them and and help as, as you're writing that, that story for them. Just let them know that you're still there, that you've not left them, but nor has have their mother but she she is right for standing up against the sin just like you called us to do father so so please help someone um be able to reach out and reach the, her sons and and be able to bring patrick back home and, and both of them just back home to her father for all of the parents that are going through similar struggles with with society trying to take a hold of our children and, and use them and manipulate their brains and make it seem like the latest craze that's in. It's not a craze, Father. It's a sin. And and they don't realize exactly what they're doing. And so I pray, Father, that you you deliver justice to those that are doing this evil, that are causing this evil and making it seem like it's it's popular and it's okay, Father. Just, just deal with them swiftly and, and just make sure that our children can't be harmed by them because you created them. You created them both male and female. You created them. It is written. So, Father, we, we just pray that you are with them. For the parents that are going through this, that you just keep giving them the strength to, to hold fast in the resolution into the word and what you tell us, Father. And and let Mary just be a prime example for, for others to be able to follow on how to love the person and not love the sin and still be there and still stand strong for those Christian values, Father, because we need more people like that. We need so many warriors that will be not afraid to speak what is right, not afraid to, to voice what Jesus told us, what Jesus died on the cross to give us that freedom, the breakaway from the sin for us to have our eternal salvation because we're here now, but but this time on this earth, it's short. It's not long lived. Our time in in heaven, our eternal life is forever. And that's what matters is our salvation. So Father, for those that are lost, that are not saved by, by you, and they don't know the love of Jesus, Father, I just pray that something touches them, some words, some message, some signs somewhere that they hear that someone crosses their path and it just resonates that you use them, Father, and, and be able to 
preach their words, get their, get your word to them and let them know that you're, they're loved and that you love them and that you are the redeemer, the one redeemer that we all need. Father, I pray for the people of this world that's doing injustices that they'll just humble themselves like Second Chronicles says and just repent and seek you, Father, because your love is such a beautiful gift that, that we're just so grateful and blessed to have. For Jeff and for Insidious, the unspoken prayer and the prayer for his job, Father, I just pray that you lead him in the right place. Um, Brother Jeff doesn't need to, to miss any discussions about dinosaurs. And Father, he was pulled away from missing from hearing our discussion on dinosaurs today. But more than importantly, not just my joke, but Father, you know, just be with Jeff's a good brother and a faithful servant, and so is his wife. So Father, we pray that that you close those doors that need to be closed and that you open the one that needs to be open, that you guide him to that job that's giving him the right work that you want him to be doing, Father, so he can still be able to take care of his family and provide, but yet still be doing what you call him to do, Father, because this life is short. This time here on this earth is short, and we all want to be doing what it is that you call us to do, Father. So, just continue to guide us and to give us the discernment and 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 use us, Father. Use us to glorify your name and everything that we do, everything that we say, and everyone that we, we speak to and touch. Let it be for your glory and to just bring people closer to you, Father, and closer to Jesus so that way no one gets to go to hell and no one is, is left for Satan at all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry, Father God, also, sorry, rewind. Father, we also lift up our sister, C.L. Klein. Um, Connie has been sick, and I just pray that she is healed, and all of the others that have been sick and going through illnesses, Father, heal them. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry about that, guys. Had to get a second amen in that one. My apologies, but I didn't want to forget Connie, and I almost did. Well, Mary, thank you again, sister, so much for being on with me tonight. I am so blessed and humbled that, you know, you just, you give, this story is going to give so many, so much inspiration. Um, I just pray that others will share it and, and it brings some clarity to some other parents because I can't imagine what you're going through, but I know it's not easy and it's beautiful to to witness and to be a witness to your story and to your testimony and to what you're doing. I love you. And I'm so thankful that, oh, that you come Jesus. on. Yeah. Thank you for reading the scripture today because that kind of, you know, that just started the ball rolling on it. So, and God has a purpose in everything that we're doing. And I was a good, you in your podcast during the day with, with the scripture is amazing. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to close it out, guys, with the opening song that I used. And this is This Too Shall Pass. When the music goes off, I'll just go ahead and close it out. I'll try to get it uploaded as soon as possible. Everybody, y'all have a wonderful, blessed night. And know that I love you and Jesus loves you. And if you ever need anything, just reach out. I will be here to pray for you and to speak if you need to. Love you guys. Good night and God bless.
In the morning, in the evening.